We're Adam, we're Matt. I just bought a Magic City hat and I fucking lost it already. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. I threw it I threw it somewhere and it landed perfectly. I was like, ha, that was a cool throw. And I have no idea where it landed. It's down here somewhere, I bet. Magic. <laughs> <laughs> right in front of you welcome back to the jojitorium you know who it is it's adam it's matt and we are just being mean and cracking screens death to false coffee black forge coffee brings all the things that the boys love great coffee death metal and all the black t-shirts that we can buy this woman owned and ran business has been killing the coffee game for years with seasonal coffee drinks and frequent live music shows to go alongside the independent artist expos that they host you can bring death to false coffee by pledging thine self at the pulpit of caffeine by heading to the Black Forge Coffee House in McKee's Rocks and following them on social media by searching out Black Forge Coffee Shop. But just make sure you tell them that the boys sent you. Welcome back. As you can see, we have a camera finally. I have my laptop. We survived. I was able to fix everything just Wonderful. in time for this episode. Video's back. Yeah. Um, I know that you guys are sad tears that we couldn't put up the last video on youtube but our friend nick from nikolai's kitchen uh he sent us over our live stream for the cure hour so we should be able to drop that it's a, a little bonus episode Throw that up yeah for those of you who didn't tune in uh we got to be on live stream for a cure and do some cool stuff we'll talk about that here in a minute but yeah look for that and we'll make sure we drop that on our socials but until then hopefully you guys are enjoying this and uh we're gonna move right into Round one beers. Adam, what do we have? So we got a little collaboration uh, between Bolero Snort Brewery and Friends of the Podcast Fifth Season Bring that we featured a few weeks back. Fifth. So this was a beer um, brewed on Bolero Snort's uh, system. Okay. Uh, by Fifth Season, it was uh, they won the Pro Am collab uh, for Bolero Snort's Big Brew in 2021. Yeah. And got to brew this as their award. And this is a 4.9 Berliner Weiss brewed with watermelon, sea salt, and hibiscus. So the color should be pretty cool. I like all of these. Oh, you got your own. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, because our nice friends at Fifth Season Brewing gave us a four-pack. Oh, thank you, Fifth Season. That's so nice of you. That's wonderful. Hey, would you guys like to be on a podcast? <laughs> I'd like to talk to They'll you. They'll be on a future episode yes. for sure. We'd love to have them on. We'll work out a date. Sweet, sweet people. And you're right, man. Look at that. Of course, I give myself extra head because it, it looks like a watermelon Jolly Rancher. Yeah, looks, go take your first sip. So, uh, and then talk about. Of course, I'm, take your first sip, motherfucker. <laughs> so, if you want to know about these breweries, you search them out on all social media. Our friends at Fifth Season are constantly cooking up some of the best home brews in the Berg. And they're going to be at a couple other things coming up here pretty soon, too. Some festivals coming up we'll talk about here momentarily. And also, too, I'm going to say the name wrong because I didn't listen to you. Uh, Bolero Snort Brewery. Sorry. It. I want to disenfranchise them. But, right. God, man, the smell of this thing's awesome. And if you want to go on with Bolero Snort Brewery, I'm only going to assume if you search them out, they're going to pop up. That's a pretty unique name. Yep. They're out of Carlstadt, New Jersey. Oh, wonderful. So. Thank you, New Jersey. So, Adam, you had your first sip. Go ahead and talk about why I get mine in. Yeah. So, uh, the, the color is... Wonderful, like we said. Uh, it's very tart. It's got a good amount of saltiness for a Berliner. It's got almost like a goza feel to it. And then it, tr as soon as the salt and the sour start to show off, you get the watermelon and the hibiscus in the back end. Very nice. Yeah, super floral on the back end. And um, 
It kind of reminds me, remember like the original Watermelon Jolly Ranchers? Yeah, I hate it. I don't like them, so. Really? Yeah, I like Watermelon Sour Patch Kids, though. Let's go with that, then. I, I like them in beer, though. I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to equate it to good watermelon candy. It is. That flavor. Because I think it's like watermelon. Yeah. It's really good, man. It kind of does hit like a Jolly Rancher. A little bit. It has that like, that that kind of cool like. Ooh. No, you know what it exactly is? A watermelon warhead. Because you got the sour. Boom. Boom. There you go. Thank you. See, eventually two thick dudes can figure out what beer tastes like candy. So. We ate a lot of candy before we were 21. I ate a lot of candy before I came on the show today. (laughs) (laughs) I could use a little pick-me-up. I should grab some candy. No, I'll snort a pixie stick. Don't fucking tempt me. Yeah, awesome beer. Um, Collabs aren't easy when you're scaling up into a a big system. This was a very, I think they told me it was a 30-barrel batch. Really? So, yeah, huge batch of beer here. Dude, big shout out to fifth season then, too, for going on to such a big system. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, Cool name, too. It's where the watermelons grow. <laughs> I'm not awesome, sure if you man. said that or not. No, I didn't. I apologize. It's where the watermelons grow. And it, yeah, wonderful. And it delivers on everything it's saying. Great sweet tartness, uh, good good floral backing. Hibiscus really shines through. The watermelon tastes great. This is good. This is really good, man. I can't it, we'll have it for the whole first round here. Wow. Oh my god, excuse me. Hit me kind of hard than I thought it was going to. We're gonna go over some stuff here in the first round while we sip on this delicious beer. So Previously talking to you guys about the one hour we had from the live stream for a cure. So we're touching on that real quick. Uh, it was it was a success. They wanted to get $20,000 and they raised $23,000. Nice. Yeah. And they said that um, during like our branch, like our day, that's when they raised over half. Oh, was awesome. like like we were in the mix of that. So awesome. thank you to everybody. I did not support on that day. I supported on the next day. Oh, me too. I, I was so wrecked on hot sauce. And you'll guys you'll hear about this later. I broke my laptop, so I was feeling a certain kind of way. But I did donate afterwards. Um but man, what a what a great event. I hope they invite us to come back. Uh Adam, you have brewed up a beer for Make Peace Not War. Yeah, so it's uh in the bottles now. It's available. Um it is a cream ale. It's a, it's a little, if I can be critical of myself, it's a little on the malty side. Okay. We are rebrewing it. So if you don't get in on this batch, just hold, and there will be another batch following. We're brewing it again next week, nice. uh, five days from when you're listening to this, cool. if you're listening on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be out the gates before the end of June. Cool. We'll have more. But we have a, we have a little bit over a full keg still. Nice. So I, I got bottles left. Um, filling orders though we yeah. we almost sold out of this whole first batch. Wonderful, it's ten dollars for a bomber. Ten dollars for a twenty-two ounce bomber bottle. Uh, mm-hmm. You get our custom label on it that was designed nice. by Hoot Designs and uh, collaborated with First at Brewbox, friends of the podcast. Um, yeah, and then all of the all of the uh, donations are getting split fifty-fifty. Yeah, half's going to uh, Red Cross Ukraine, and half is going to an animal shelter in. The Ukraine. You guys love that dogs like, around here. Well, and it's like a full animal shelter. They do oh, wow. horses, goats, no way, pigs, dogs. <laughs> That's pretty cool, man. Because they're so. saying a lot of farms are being affected yeah, over there. It is. So. I'll look it up for the second half Wonderful. or for the sign-offs. Okay. But yeah, it was like cool. uh, shelter Yugulo, something like that. Okay. But I'll yeah. look up. It starts with a U. Yeah. <laughs> it, but we'll we'll throw their Instagram out at the end of the show. We can barely pronounce UFC fighter names. You think we're? But yeah, my uh, Lori found that one so. She's like, can we donate to that too? I was like, yeah, absolutely. Let's, let's yeah. split it. They, they're in their need. They're on the edge of the worn, torn side of the Ukraine right now. Um, 
they got they got pushed out of some of their shelters and they've had to relocate animals and stuff. So wow. they need some help. And of course, Red Cross is always just a trustworthy absolutely source to go yeah. to for general aid to a country or, or a cause. So yeah. we chose those two. We hope to sell a lot of beer. Like I said, we're going to do it all summer long. Mm-hmm. So just straight cream in all summer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then towards the end of uh, Thick Flare is, is ready to go. Nice. We'll accept donations for that beer, too. Cool. And we have a little kicking kitty left. Nice. But yeah. since uh, a little bit of an update. Since we announced doing this last week briefly, okay. uh, Drunken Donuts is kicked. We we got a bunch of donations for that. and Wonderful. We killed our last kick of that. Thank you, guys. Everyone who, you. Everyone who checks out their so, our socials and gets beer from this joint, uh, it's First and foremost, we like we like watching you guys drink the beer that we make down here. But second off, we like making sure that our that the beer that we put our hands on does something good. It gives back to something that needs something. And if we can do even a little bit, um, it, it's great, you know. Uh, so continue to watch socials. the The cream ale is going to be flowing all summer. Yeah, and I I hate to kind of limit it, but it is limited to the Pittsburgh area. Um, yeah. Just uh, DM me on bash underscore brew on Instagram or find me on Facebook, um, either my personal page if you're friends of mine or at bash brewing on Facebook, yeah. and just hit me up with, say you want a bottle, say you want two bottles, okay. um, and we'll work out a Venmo or something, right. or cash, cash yeah. always works, and also or, too, or check, I'll cash yeah. checks, uh, whatever we need to do, and we'll, we'll figure out how to get the beer to you, right. we'll work out a date and time. And- also too, if you just want to donate to this like all the money is going directly to yeah these we'll accept, charities we'll accept that too and um, I, I will owe you some drafts down here yeah i mean that's you know ious they're better yeah. than money yeah <laughs> <laughs> if, you're, if you're if you're outside of the state but you're planning to travel maybe in the fall yeah and you're friends of the podcast just let us know and yep take care of you we'll take care of you down here at a later date and then speaking of your beer doing things for good uh i know it's kind of far into the future here but uh brewing up a cure is in october so that's uh, I think tickets have gone on sale, have they not? Yeah, yeah, tickets yeah. are yeah for the general public. Tickets are on sale. Um, all of the breweries pouring have not been announced yet. But, right. Um, I guarantee I can pretty much guarantee that you're going to have some incredible homebrew and some oh, yeah. and probably some commercial breweries mm-hmm. uh, from the Pittsburgh area. Shop. It's always a great uh, matchup to see the the pro brewers and the homebrewers coming together for that event. And the homebrewers, I don't want to toot our horn, but we show out a little harder at times than the pro brewers because we can take a couple more risks. So you'll see some pretty cool experimental stuff. Um, so <clears throat> speaking of experimental, sir, we are going to move into some combat sports. So from Buckle to Bell to Bellator and back to boys bringing you the best fighting news in the biz. Uh, Ringside News has become a trash organization uh, due to the homebrew the- club. No, <laughs> no, they're a wonderful organization. Join now. Apparently, they have amazing button-down shirts that they're trying to order. Yeah, some, some work shirts. They look really cool. Get on the Facebook group and order one. <laughs> yeah. No, Ringside News, the pro wrestling uh, affiliate of USA Today, no longer, unfortunately, or fortunately, because uh, known to make salacious takes on everything, uh, Ringside News is finally showing its ass. The CEO of Ringside News, Mr. Steve Carrier, he went on what was called a bender for roughly 15 hours. I've been there. Yeah. Oh, you have been. But then you didn't go ahead and make transphobic statements about professional wrestlers like Nyla Rose uh, using the Ringside News Twitter handle. No, I don't do that. Yeah. I don't do that. I, I ran to you about how good ice cream tastes. Yeah, pretty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, you get you get ripped on beer and you're like, bro, rock. cookies and cream, man. Have you ever had it? <laughs> it's changing I my life. Think I have once. <laughs> so then he uh, on the Ringside News Twitter handle, he is just flaming on everything. Uh, eventually gets called out, switches over to his personal account, and from there he continues to throw out transphobic and homosexual slurs. Uh, towards the point where Tony Khan had to reach out to Carrier by DM, which he then stupidly posts. Uh, Tony Khan trying to be like, hey man, like what's your what's your problem? Uh, claiming just Jer- uh, Chris Jericho reached out to him, and then finally USA Today said, "This is enough for us. You've already been a bit too much for us, so we're going to throw the talent on you." Um, lastly, Carrier, being the true bro that he is, goes on Facebook Live, uh, smoking a joint, taking ill-advised panning shots of his wife, who who's a very attractive woman, showing her legs and her body, and saying things like, "I want to fuck her," and her turning him down. Which she should have. Uh, he turns to her and says some derogatory things like, uh, you're a fucking bitch for not wanting me, pretty much. Yikes. So, yeah, it's... Well, well-deserved by Mr. Carrier on this one. Yeah, so... Bye. Bye, shithead. I'll be honest with you, man. When I saw this going down, I unfollowed Ringside News on all the social medias that I have. I was way ahead of you. I never followed them in the first yeah. place. I didn't even yeah, know who they were. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Fuck you in advance. <laughs> Yeah, man, I'm just done with them. If if that guy can still run that thing, I'm fightful.com. Yeah. Fightful.com. fightful.com. Support wrestle talk. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, uh, is there a change in judging coming to the UFC or more specifically to MMA in general? So UFC oh, Fight I Night, hope so. I do too. So UFC Fight Night 55 in Las Vegas had an incredible headlining match with Holly Holm taking on uh, Ketlin Vieira in a bantamweight slugfest. It was. Awesome, and the they, they said projected that the winner of this was going to be propelled into the bantamweight title scene, which would be uh, Holmes's sixth title shot in her illustrious career. Like she's already a fantastic K one kickboxer, but her UFC career is pretty decorated. She, yeah, she sticks at the top of that division. Certainly does. Unfortunately, the outcome of this fight is in a shroud of displeasure for Holmes's corner. Uh, despite what a vast majority of critics and viewers, me included here, uh, thought and scored on their own, two of the judges had the bout scored 48 to 47 in favor of Vieira, which everyone's gone a little, you know, a little crazy about. But now the home camp is looking to spearhead a change in the manner to which judges are held accountable um, with possible open scoring, which we'll talk about here in a second. But before we do that, uh, heavyweight champion Daniel Cormier weighed in on this matter. He said it's uh, it's on the judges. Once again, they keep on making these mistakes, I would think, or we just don't know what the hell we're watching. Uh, and for Daniel Cormier to say that, one of the most decorated heavyweight champions of all time, that's uh, it's a pretty damning statement. Yeah, that's for sure. But, I mean, it, always, it all goes back to the statement you hear every time there's this one of these lopsided decisions. Or not lopsided, but just wrong. Yeah. Or people greatly agree that it's wrong. Yeah. Death before decision, man. Those, Death the, you got to finish that fight, Holly. Come on. Yeah. That's why. Uh, Sta- I mean, if you have two tough, tough fighters, yeah. in there, then you never know. But she dominated that fight. Yeah, I, I missed it, so I can't say too much into that. If she dominated it and it was that off, then yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, she she dominated that fight for sure. Uh, watching watching her, she's in she's back to peak prime form. For that match she really prepared for that one and it's a shame that it was stolen from her and it's not take away from uh ketlin she she put on a hell of a fight too she did she had great ground defense she worked through some stuff but she was she just lost she lost <laughs> she, she was outmatched and that's what happens fighting is a game of outmatching your opponent home just just she, she, she dominated the fight there's no other way to say it but we go into the idea of 
open scoring. So for those of you who don't follow uh, MMA, boxing, uh, or any kind of combat sports like bare knuckle, uh, open scoring is much like baseball, where you can see the live score of runs, innings, outs, and whatnot. So in open scoring, the judges would be tasked with displaying their scores per round as the rounds progress, um, thus allowing corners and fighters to know where they stand by the third round or in the fifth round for championship matches in MMA. This is uh, this is some promotions have piqued their interest, but other promotions are worried that fighters who are having a commanding lead may quote unquote sandbag in later rounds. So, so does that mean they just they'll get the live score after every round? Or every is it just round. before the last round? Every, every round. round. Yeah, I like that idea. I do too. I think it's a smart move. I don't think you have a sandbag. I mean, unless they're like actively running away, yeah. Like if they're up that high where they can take a ten eight, that would stink, right? But that's yeah. just going to motivate whoever's down on the cards to go for the finish. Go for it, yeah. yeah. I think I think you'll see unless you have like a Poirier situation where he basically dismantles someone's face and they're trying to come forward like Tony Ferguson. I mean, you're. I think open scoring makes sense. Open scoring in a situation like that, maybe Tony Ferguson doesn't come out of the corner that last round and take more damage if he's already way off. Yeah. It's you know a, what I mean? Maybe yeah. his corner just throws in the towel. That's good for his health. Right. Exactly. I know everybody wants to see a finish, but. Yeah. And I also want to see Tony Ferguson healthy. Yeah. Fighter yeah. safety is important, too. It so. is. It truly is. Um, so I, I think, you know, I vote for open scoring. I think it'd be a good idea. And if it starts to, you know, transpire more, we'll bring more light to it. But right now, it's kind of on the table for different uh different promotions some of people are some people are into it um i think it'll also reignite a love for mma because it's, it's fallen off a little bit yeah yeah I, I think that'll be a shot in the arm that needs I, I i don't i don't see any i don't see that many downsides to it more yeah. upside yeah. in my mind i like it come on dana get on it speaking of getting on it sasha banks got on a train and just packed left her bags it. and left wwe and got off it and yeah. i was sitting at home yeah, so if you guys aren't <laughs> if you guys aren't watching what's happening with Sasha, Sasha Banks and Naomi, uh, they walked out on the promotion before Raw kicked off. Uh, the there's rumors that they walked off when the promotion had started. They didn't. Uh, they left five hours before Raw kicked off, so there was more enough time to recalibrate however the show was going to go. Either way, even if they left off at kickoff and they were in the main event, that was three hours before. Yeah, you still had three hours. Of God nonsense. is God is that show unwatchable? It really, really is. Uh, so they continue to put their foot in their mouth. WDI, I should say. Uh, they're talking about how Sasha Banks and Naomi continue to they walked out, let the promotion down, let the fans down. They've taken away their Facebooks, uh, all their merchandise. They're suspended indefinitely. And they're trying to make color commentary say things that you can tell they don't want to say. <laughs> Pat McAfee's <laughs> facials I've seen on Twitter this week. On Twitter, I've seen them. Yeah. He looks like he's getting um, kicked in the balls. Yeah, he does not look does happy. not like that. Yeah. So anyway, since we're dirt cheaters, what's up? We're going to fantasy book Sasha Banks and free agency real quick here. So there's, there's already rumors that she's on the fast train to AEW because um, WWE is scared to fire her because she would go there. Personally, I think she'd go to Japan. That's my... Um, but if we could fantasy book Sasha and Naomi and AEW real quick... Just if you could, if there's a tag team division developed in AEW, who would you like to put Sasha and Naomi against? Against? Yeah. Hmm. You know what? I really like the team of uh, Tay Conte and Anna Jay. I oh, think they should have stayed together. I mean, it's going to be hard to get that back in the storyline now. Yeah. But they were my favorite women's tag team so far, so I'm going to give them. I like them. Um, 
I think I would like to see uh, Ruby Soho and uh, Sky Blue. I think that was a fun team to watch. That'd be cool. Yeah, too. Like, They're both Chicago. Ladies, both Chicago. Right? Yeah, and Sky Blue has that youth, and Ruby has the mm-hmm. has the experience, and Ruby has wrestled with both of those uh, those Women. both those females. Yeah. 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 So about individually, let, let's let's focus on Sasha. Not to discredit Naomi, but uh, Sasha's a little more accomplished as a singles wrestler than Naomi is. Tony Storm. I like that. Heel Sasha versus Tony Storm. Wonderful, yeah. I would like to see Sasha going, going up against, and I always say this because I think she's one of the best female wrestlers on the planet, Hikaru Shida. Just throwing anybody with Hikaru Shida is a great idea, especially because Hikaru Shida got stronger. She can, la- she can land Avalanche Falcon Arrows now, which she couldn't do when she first came on. But she was also wrestling Nyla Rose, right. who's like three times her size, but still. I got, the, I got one for Naomi. Okay. I, if you think she has the experience enough to drag somebody through a match, Jade Cargill. That would be cool. I think that'd be a cool match. Yeah. I think she has the experience to do it. Yeah. Oh, you know who the be- size is a mismatch yeah. to to like literally drag somebody through the match, but yeah. we'll see. You know who'd be fun in that regard then, size wise? Uh Red Velvet. They kind of match up. Oh, oh, yeah, Red Velvet's tiny. Yeah. I think that'd be that'd a be fun cool. match. That'd yeah, cool. for sure. So if you could put Na- uh, Naomi and Sasha in a faction, who would you pair them up with right now? Ooh. I already have. Oh, one. I got one. Yeah, I, I, it might be lame. I'd pair them with Private Party and just like make like a clubbing faction. You know, is it like odd? a nightlife faction? That's exactly where I yeah. went. It just makes sense. I'm like yeah. nobody. I'm like, oh wait, Private Party needs to get the fuck out of what they're doing. Yeah, Private Party needs to get out of the basement. They were such a cool premier tag team. Yeah, but if they could like get that instant star power bump that they need, because they're talented. Have Snoop Dogg walk them out to the ring. Sick there as hell, go. man. There you go, man. Yeah. Hey, but uh, all of that's for naught, because uh, there's a spoiler alert. Yeah. She's actually coming to be the co-head brewer here in the Jujutorium. No way! Yeah, Sasha's coming. Well, did I just get fired? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're still washing the dishes for both of us. She's just going <laughs> to brew every... We're brewing every other week. Oh, nice, yeah, nice, yeah. nice. I didn't know she had the acumen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. She's good. I yeah. mean, I'm going to teach her. She's going to be good. Oh, you're going to teach her? Yeah. She doesn't know how to do it, but you're going to show her. Yeah. You never showed me. Well, I tried. It's hard. You're... I clean stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you have, you have a, slight, a, a slight tad of ADD. ADHD. <laughs> Let's be accurate here. I like get distracted by all the shiny connecting nozzles. <laughs> it's ADB, attention deficit because of beer disorder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too drunk to function. You have an ABV disorder. You see a beer and you have to drink oh, it. Oh, I then, do, yeah. Then I lose you. <laughs> Matt, what are you doing in the woods? Don't look at me. I'm doing stuff. <laughs> Why is there a fire? Don't ask questions. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to brew Friday. Sasha's going to take Saturdays. Not bad. That's how, Not we're, bad. That's how we're doing it. Can I come? Yeah, yeah, you can go, you're, we need somebody to wash the dishes. Yeah, come hang I'm down. I'm so down. Can Naomi wash dishes with me? <laughs> On Saturdays, I'll help you wash Dude, we could be a faction. <laughs> Naomi and I could be a faction. We'll be the cleaners. <laughs> I can't even I already got that gimmick. I'm taking it. <laughs> so, Adam, if I said the name Sunny Kiss to you, what would you say? Fat asses. Yes. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Sunny Kiss. <laughs> Is I don't know what that I channeled um, Scott Steiner for that one, which is Smojo, <laughs> the Dudley Boys and their fat asses. Sunny Kiss is possibly joining the Baddies Club, which is the Jay Cargill uh, heel faction with uh, Kira Hogan and Red Velvet. Yeah, kick kick one of them out. Kick Red Velvet out. No, no, them. I think uh, keep them on, but let Sunny Kiss be on there too, because if you remember, 
uh, Sonny Kiss was part of the Concrete Rose mashup with Joey Janela, and they were actually pretty competitive. They actually went for the tag titles in AEW at one point. How's your foot feeling, Joey? Oh, God. Did you see him light his foot on fire this he week? He sure did. That was a sweet super kick. <laughs> Real cool, man. Yeah. Uh, if only you were kicking Marco Stunt in the face. No. Where is he? You could only be so lucky. Where is Marco Stunt? He's got that record deal, man. Mm. Hey, and, and he might be living under your bed, and we just don't know it. I know it. Him and Hornswoggle were both under there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Matt. <laughs> Come hang out with us. <laughs> but if you look at Sonny Kiss being added to the baddies, it could add a whole new level to that faction because Sonny Kiss can wrestle in the male division because she held down uh, the tag team division with Joey Janela during the during COVID pandemic. So it's kind of cool to have another very strong uh, female presence in there that can vie for other titles. They did just have her squash a jobber on Dark this weekend. Which was awesome. That, yeah. it was so really cool they are building her up for yeah. something. Hopefully it is that. That would be cool. It'd be nice. So speaking of things that are nice and going on to things that aren't nice, we're going to talk about Hell in a Cell 2022. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> Scheduled for June 5th of 2022 at the Allstate Arena in Rosemont, Illinois. Hell in a Cell was uh, brought to us fans in the Attitude Era, and there's memorable matches such as the one we covered quite a few months ago with Mick Foley being thrown off the top of the ominous structure by the dead man, The Undertaker. Let's just skip this one. <laughs> <laughs> or you could be a complete dick and talk about The Fiend getting squashed in Hell in a Cell with the red lights. I remember. I remember that too. <laughs> remember when Dean Ambrose got shocked by a TV in the middle of the <laughs> So in in traditional Seth uh, Rollins got DQ'd that one year in a no DQ match. Yeah, how does that even fucking happen? Yeah, there's a bunch of bad ones. What you know what we have to do one time? Go back and do all the bad matches from Hell in a Cell. We can do that. That's going to be a two hour episode. Maybe we'll do that on the recap of this because the recap of this is probably going to be like five minutes. It's going to suck. Yeah. So let's spend a quick moment here on the only four confirmed matches that we have so far because in true WWE fashion they have done nothing for the build up. Um, and the matches they have on don't really have a lot other than some really bad storylines on Raw and SmackDown. Uh, one match that could be good is the first match here. It's Cody Rhodes taking on Seth Rollins in a Hell in a Cell match, which, thank God, because like when they had Extreme Rules, they had no Extreme Rules matches. So finally, they actually have a Hell in a Cell match on Hell in a Cell. Thank there goodness. Go. Um, I, think this is, I think Cody Rhodes continues to go over on Seth Rollins here. Um, got to, got to build yeah. towards that title picture. Got it. Yeah. And then the other thing too, Cody Rhodes rumored to be on uh WD2, 2K23. Is that how you say it? Sure. Yeah. Well, it's 2K22. I don't know which one they're He's on right now. The newest one. He's being pitched to be on the Just, front cover. Of oh, oh, for the next one. Yeah. yeah. So that'd be 23. Yeah. I believe you're right. So uh, yeah, I'm going to pick Cody Rhodes here. Uh, video game cover man to go over on Seth Rollins. Of course, like you said, to go into the title picture. Yeah, unless there's some sort of screw finish, and then they just give Cody his heat back at Money in the Bank. But Maybe. That's a, I mean, that's a windy road to travel, but I know Vince ain't... No. He's not opposed to taking the hardest route possible. He is not. Nonsensical Vince. Speaking of the hardest road ever, how about a triple threat match that never needed to happen for the Raw Women's Championship with Bianca Belair being an awesome fucking champion going against Asuka, who's an awesome fucking challenger, versus Becky Lynch, who kind of weaseled her way into being the third competitor in this match? Who you taking? Yeah. You hope that it's... I hope that it's anybody but Becky? Yeah. Good, yeah. good choice. I don't know. I guess I, I hope Bianca retains, I guess. I would like to see Bianca. I wouldn't be mad if Oscar won. But that's what I was going to say, too, because her title run during COVID wasn't that great. 
and I'd like to see her get a more traditional run. But Bianca is still coming off a ton of disrespect from the last couple of defenses that she had. Um, this could have been really cool because th this could have been Sasha Banks here, but I like her entrance music the best to you. I do too. It's now getting through my head. It's pretty cool. Oh, I saw that you started getting the yeah. the tail whip going. <laughs> Speaking on a match, then, that's going to suck balls. It's Bobby Lashley taking on almost an MVP in a two-on-one handicap match. That should have been in the Hell in a Cell, but Stupid. it's not. <laughs> we don't care about this match. This will be the piss break. Yep. For sure. Oh, it's a handicap, too? Oh, boy. Yeah. Next. Don't care. Ezekiel versus Kevin Owens. This could be okay. Maybe it'll be funny. I think it will be funny. I want Elias back. We all want Elias back. He looks weird without a beard. There was a reason he had that beard. Yeah, he looks so odd. He looks very old. Yeah. Yes. So there are some rumored matches because, again, of course, in WWE fashion, they have to make sure they add uh, matches to the last second. So we're looking at the Usos versus RK-Bro, which could happen for the Unified Tag Champ Championships, but Orton is supposedly really injured and not kayfabe injured. Yeah, they wrote him off TV this week. Yeah, so I don't think that one's going to happen. He hurt his back. I broke my back. <laughs> Doc said I need to back you out of me. <laughs> the other match here that I probably don't want to see anymore is Finn Balor and AJ Styles taking on Damian Priest and Edge. Seems uh, clunky. Very much so. But if you want to talk about clunky, how about a What's... raw repeat match with Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley? <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> no thank you at all, ever. I, I'm for the Finn-AJ thing if they keep building a faction and call the Bullet Boys or something. Yeah, I... It's kind of cool they brought Liv Morgan into it as well. I like that they're yeah. kind of building it up. Yeah, maybe if you do a little faction warfare, but I think you need some time to build yeah. that. Although, this yeah. is the fifth. You got another three-hour Raw, a couple SmackDowns. You yeah. could do something. Again, I have do to say. Make it a make it a four-on-four. Four. Where's the U.S. championship? Where is? Sure the, seems like Roman Reigns is part-time. Uh, sure feels yeah. like it, right? Yeah. Where's the Intercontinental Championship? Where are the women tag team championships? Oh, they got they they went home. They all they all went home. I know they got vacated, so they're, they're vacant. They're oh, they they're held they're held by the most winningest champion in WWE history. Vacant. John Laurinaitis. Vacant. <laughs> Just vacant. <laughs> the little ghost image. I hope that they tack on some matches with some belts that aren't being presented here. Yeah. I'd like to see an Intercontinental Championship match. It'd be Where's great. Brock Lesnar? Part time. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's all where's, building towards that Roman Reigns where's rock. Go, where's Goldberg? Hey, Gordon. <laughs> where's Goldberg? Goldberg's where's all these part-timers? <laughs> the one thing that is rumored here, too, is a possible Bailey return, which could happen. Who's she fighting? Shawn Michaels? <laughs> yep. He comes out. He's not cross-eyed anymore. And he super kicks her in that Karen haircut, and she goes to sleep. Good night. <laughs> this cowboy hat flies off. <laughs> He's bald now. I can't believe it. Will he go back to wearing the rust-colored chaps? I don't know. <laughs> by, by God, he's bald. That's a real slobber knocker. So we are going to move into a pause for some break. A pause for some breaks. A pause for some ads. From our sponsors. That love us, and we love them. And if you support our sponsors, and you support us. And when you support us, we bring some pretty cool stuff. We have some really cool guests coming up here. So as long as you keep supporting us, we can bring them on. So we'll see you on the other side. That was good. Hey, Ann Barr. Hey, Karen Beatty. We need a promo. You know, like where we talk about what we do on our podcast. On our sugar-coated murder podcast? Like how we love to bake and talk about murder? That's what we need to talk about. There you go. I think we've talked about it. Y'all find us 
on all your favorite listening apps. Stay sweet. And don't murder. Because if you kill people, we will talk about you. Nice ink, Adam. Yeah, I got your name on my ass. <laughs> uh, I was talking about your forearm, though. Oh, yeah. Well, I've been taking care of it. Yeah, it looks great, man. Uh, what, are, what are you using? I'm using Lucky 13's Tattoo Cleanser and Healing Ointment. This ointment is incredibly fresh and invigorating. It effectively removes all surface oils and dirt while not dehydrating your new tattoo. Dude, I actually got some of Lucky 13's Tattoo Balm. It's all natural, not oily, and applies easily. The balm improved my color and definition, and the vibrance on this ink makes it look like it's brand new. Oh yeah, man. I found their products after taking their online quiz and it pointed me in the right direction. Hey, guess what? And right now, if you use our promo code MATA193529, you can save 25% on your entire order from their site. From the first line of your tattoo to the first year of your tattoo and beyond, Lucky 13 has you covered to keep that ink looking fresh. Welcome back. Hopefully you heard something that you like. Because again, when you support our sponsors, you support us. And when you support us, we bring you some pretty cool stuff. So we are in round two. Adam, it's my understanding that you brought something really awesome for us to drink. So what do we got? I do. It's round two. If it's round two beers, I wanted to clap. Oh, I, round two beers. Nice. Two, two, two good claps. That works. Oh, yeah. Oh, what are the... F- Just boom, boom. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Well, <laughs> We'll fix that in post. No, we're not. We're going to die right. Fuck it. Anyway, we do have something very special from uh, a former... Slap hands. Former... Uh, <laughs> we've had them on the show before. Yeah. Fr- friends of the podcast. Everybody's friends of the podcast. Necromancer Brewing Company up in the North Hills. This is Bitter as Death in the Gallows. Bitter as Death in the Gallows. And they released this. It's a Merceburger beer, and they released it for their one-year anniversary. Oh, nice. Weekend. Okay. So thank you, and thank you, Dennis Guy, for leaving these cans in my car. I stole them for the podcast. <laughs> it smells delicious. <laughs> uh, so this beer is coming in at 125 IBUs. What? And was described in the 18th century as being as bitter as death. In the gallows, so that's where they got the name from, Matt. We were wondering about that before. Yeah. Um, back in the 18th century, it was believed that this beer would uh, aid in the ex- uh, in the excitement of the intestines, so promote digestion, uh, strengthen the stomach, and accelerate the flow of blood. So that would maybe excite some other parts. Uh, <laughs> this beer starts with loads of bittering hops and gets a pleasant dose of additional bitterness from the roasty malts, and it's coming in at 7.2. Do you feel? Do you feel? Do you feel healthier? I'm rock hard. <laughs> Did it excite your stomach and? Yeah, it, it strengthening your down low. It got the blood flowing. Can't wait wow, man! The IBUs sing on this. Like 125, you said. Yes. Jesus, man. Yeah, you could taste it. It's really good. Uh, just like that. It's a strong. Like a strong maltiness. No, I'm sorry, roastiness. I'm sorry, it took me by surprise how it's really good. It's packed a flavor. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I like that. I do too. It's it's You're not right. Maltiness would be I mean the the, yeah. the roastiness is coming from the malt, but it's just pure roastiness. Yeah. Wow. My my brain was like, malty. No. <laughs> You're just too hard. Rethink what you want super, to say. Super hoppy. I could see why the 18th century folk would think like, ooh, this is a 
grandpa's cough syrup. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You know, it's got it's not medicinal tasting, but that no. bitterness and that roastiness sticks. Yeah, it certainly does. I I I like a good roasty style dark beer and this thing delivers oh i like coffee beers i like roasty stouts this is kind this of in that vein it. with like a really hot bitter front yeah i'm gonna put this one so my favorite is always night of living stout this is up there man this is this is like like night of the living stout on steroids yeah, for, really for better or worse it depends on yeah. your personal taste but this is like the bitterness ramped up the roastiness ramped up yeah same body mm-hmm mm. You said it was clocking in at over seven, seven point two, seven point two. Not too crazy, no. but it'll sneak up on you. Wow, it's really good. Good job, Necromancer. Always love. In having all fairness, beer I had here. to get them to go because I didn't want to drink a seven point two there because I had a bunch of cream ales already. <laughs> wow, their cream ale was on tap. Too, oh yeah, so. I was keeping it easy. Everything from Necromancer has been good, man. It was a Friday night. I don't want to burn the candle too quick, you know, <laughs> and become melted candle Adam. That happens. <laughs> happens frequently. So, Adam, while we sip on this delicious beer from Necromancer, and if you want to know what's going on with Necromancer, search them out on all social media. It's Necromancer Brewing on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And sometimes they do some fun stuff on TikTok, too, I think. I think they have a TikTok. I think they do have a yeah. TikTok. So that, that's cool. I, I'm getting more into the TikToks. We, won't, so, we will so, never get one. Their social media is fun. Yeah. Their social media is very fun. I enjoy it. Um, so speaking of social media, I couldn't put out a social media smackdown because I broke my computer. I got what high. A, what a clown. I got hot and hot sauce. Oh, clown. Bozo. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to bring some insults back from last week. Those, I started using them more in the office lately. Oh, yeah? They're going over well. Did you call a bunch of your coworkers up? Yeah. Word? Yeah, oh, I did. My goodness. I did. Anyone who made eye contact with me for more than one second, I called them the P word. Did it cut them deep? Super deep. Yeah, I told you. Yeah. New but t-shirts coming. I got high on hot sauce and broke my computer, and you can check out the clip right here because I recovered it. So here's the clip. Oh, no! I just broke my f- laptop. Yeah. No. But I fixed it. You so- look devastated in that <laughs> clip, sir. It hurt. It hurt really bad. <laughs> it hurt so bad to see it happen. But my, all my terrible time in my undergrad and some IT and then YouTube and then I have friends that still do IT stuff. I was able to kind of piece it all together and, and fix it. So It looks good from here. Thanks, man. Yeah. I appreciate that. But uh, so I did want to go out and kind of troll the internet a little bit and see if there were anything out there we could talk about. And I did find like the internet delivers when there's like funny polls and people try to vote on things. So three of the things that kind of had me giggling, I didn't really search deep. I just found three things that I found to be kind of funny. So there was a, a, a small British town that was able to vote on a British government boat and they landed on Bodie McBoatface, which is. <laughs> You don't like that one? Britain, Britain seems like a very boring place. Yeah? I mean, at least it's probably a happy town if that's the biggest Bodie news McBoatface? out of that town is a Bodie McBoatface. Oh, you're so cheeky. They probably live very, yeah. 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 You just made them Swedish. I did. Oh, yeah. I did. They're not going to like that. <laughs> borky, jorky, borky, borky. <laughs> they probably have wonderful crumpets there, and I'll I'm, have a new boat. I'm sure they do, and they probably say neutral in all the wars. So... Over, <laughs> so there was a uh, a contest for Taylor Swift to have a concert, and people from Reddit hijacked the uh, the polls, and they actually got the Horace Mann School for the Deaf to win a free Taylor Swift concert. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful work. She played for five hundred deaf students. Beautiful work. <laughs> she said she had a great time though. 
I would like to see you shake it off in sign language. Though. Yeah, that'd probably be pretty cool. I mean, it's probably pretty dancey with the music. Well, I was well, the, the, the interpreter is probably dancing with the music, and then the yeah, the, you could like feel it, right? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, yeah. I worked with a guy in DC that was mostly deaf, and he yeah. really liked hip hop music because you can feel the bass, the beat, yeah, the eight hundred eight drums. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's fine. I mean they should have probably sent her to a class to learn how contract law works because she's trying <laughs> to get her. Uh, do you see in the news? She's like no. Suing her record label that her dad's part owner of uh, to get like her originals back. But wasn't there some douchebag that's like kind of spearheading the whole thing about her not being able to get her shit back? Yeah, she's not. She signed a music contract. The, the, yeah. the record label owns it. Well, there that's you go. That's how you do it. If you wanted to own them, you could have recorded it yourself. Yeah. David Grohl. Yeah. Brendan Urie. They probably. Record their own I, don't stuff. I don't know what they do, but yeah, probably. So, speaking of musical artists, how about Pitbull? I like Pitbull. Yeah. There was a sweet poll where people could vote on where he would go. There's Walmarts all across the United States, and he would show up at one and throw like a concert in the parking lot or whatever. And Reddit, again, Reddit to the rescue, votes where he went to Kodiak, Alaska. <laughs> Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> Mr. 305. Too bad there's not a Walmart in Atlantis, huh? Nope. Send him down there without a tank. <laughs> Gasolina. <laughs> That's not him. That's Daddy Yankee. Oh, my bad. I like Daddy Yankee. <laughs> So he shows up at Kodiak, Alaska. He's going timber. That's him. Oh, it's him and and uh, Kesha. Yeah, Kesha. I like Kesha. Who? Kesha. Dollar sign. Kesha. Mm. Yelling timber. Oh, you know how I know Kesha? You know I mean? That one skanky chick from Teen Mom was like, "I'd give up all my probation just to go see Kesha. She's my hero." Brush our teeth with a bottle of Jack. That's why you like go her. Go out for the night. Not coming back. <laughs> That's Kesha. <laughs> yep, I know her now. Yeah. Voice of an angel. Yeah. <laughs> we smoked the same amount of cigarettes. <laughs> I love Kesha. In, in all, in complete seriousness, I you do. like okay. her first album. I really like. Yeah. I, I'll be honest with you, man. I didn't really do too much in listening to Kesha. No, she was on a Dirt Nasty song too. Yeah, she was. Yeah, I really yeah, liked that. Uh, Boombox. She put blood in one of her vinyls. Makes sense. Well, like Red Solution. Yeah, blood. So it says like it's like a Tony Hawk when he did it. He like a couple drops of blood and they mixed it up with yeah, everything. I like, think Slayer did it. it. Yeah, there's a couple. Yeah, we did it. Like, so. That wasn't planned. Adam and I were actually we're you know we're in a union and I gave him a vial of blood and he gave me a vial of blood and then we drank them. Nope. Yeah, nope. I am weed. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Machine Gun Kelly. Kelly. <laughs> I am weed. So Adam. Things that we don't love, Machine Gun Kelly. Let's get away from that and get to things that we do love, like the Attitude Era oh, wrestling. Probably my sec- first or second favorite era. Yeah, absolutely. It's either that era or the, uh, the new, ge- new no new generation. <laughs> like, yeah, the one before Attitude Era. Oh, you don't like ruthless aggression? No. Ruthless aggression. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got some good Kurt Angle on ruthless aggression. I'm gonna poop myself. <laughs> Couple guys did. Yeah, they did. Sam yeah. Punk looking at you. <laughs> so we do love the Attitude Era. Uh, it's one of my favorites. It's clearly one of Adam's favorites. So I want to go ahead and look back and, and see some of the top wrestlers here. And we want to pit them against each other in the, kind of like a bracket. And we can see who reigns supreme here. Yeah, doing a little bracket warfare again. Eh? A little bit of bracket warfare. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. So what we'll do is we'll run here. Uh, and we're, we're going to be a little lopsided because I took the top ten. So there's going to be a, a, a buy here. So in the second round, whoever has the has the higher seed will get a buy. We'll figure it out when we get there. But 
Let's pit them against each other and see. Actually, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to add two wild cards into this thing and make it even. How about uh, Shane McMahon and Vince McMahon? Sure. Throw them in the bottom there. Put them against each other? Yeah. Okay. First round. Yeah. Cool. So how about we start off with The Rock coming in at number one seed going against Kurt Angle and number 10 seed? Who are you taking? Like, are we going personal favorite or who we thought was better for the business? Or like, what's the what's the criteria? It's whatever your criteria is. It's however you want to run with it. And if you know, if I don't like what you're saying, I'll try to oppose you. So I'm gonna try to look at this from the point of I'm I'm trying to put the best product out there. Okay. Even though Kurt Angle was the better in ring technician, yeah. This is sports entertainment, and The Rock was better all around, especially yeah. at that time. Yeah. Kurt got even better in ring as it went on. So I'm going Rock's got to go forward on this. I'm going to say this. Kurt Angle, this might be blasphemous. People might hate me for this. Kurt Angle was better in TNA wrestling than he was in WWE. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's For that for those reasons and also for sports entertainment, I'm going with The Rock. Mm-mm. How about The Undertaker versus Edge? And we're talking about Attitude Era. Undertaker, Attitude Era Edge. So if you, if no one remembers this, yeah, the Undertaker was a cult leader. Okay, we're going with that one. And Edge was part of the Brood faction. We're going with Emo Taker. Oh yes, oh, okay. absolutely. We, we tried to. Oh god, about. but Edge was also emo then too. Super emo. He was a vampire. He was a vampire. <laughs> I hate vampires. He was a vampire. Oh no, I was totally going to pick like current day Edge over Emo Taker, but. No, you can't. Vampire Edge sucks. What? I didn't he like him. He hurt everybody he wrestled. That's why I liked him. I didn't like Twilight Edge. I'm going with the emo taker. <laughs> he shimmered. I, I'm going to make a fight for Edge because... Remember when he kidnapped Stephanie? It was so good. He tried to crucify her. Hello, Stephanie. <laughs> Austin, it was me the whole time. <laughs> that was Vince. I know. We'll get to him in a minute. But I want to vote for Edge because I thought the Brood was a cooler faction than Undertaker. Yeah, then you should have maybe put Gangrel in here because no, he no, was no, cooler no. than Edge. Well, and this, yes, but we're talking about recognizable. Not everyone knows Are Gangrel. You're the Brood was like better than the corporate ministry. Yeah, dude. Oh, I don't because they were more like punk rock that. about it. No, they weren't. They were all goth and moody about. Yeah, it. I like that. Besides their entrance, there was nothing else better. The promos were awful. <laughs> they were an Undertaker. <laughs> Gangrel got the mic and he was like, let's play World of Warcraft. <laughs> Do you guys have a Blizzard account? <laughs> he, sounded, he looked so cool and sounded so lame. Dungeons and Dragons at six. I play Dungeons and Dragons with Yeah, I have to. Gangrel. It's just not a very intimidating. No, it's not. No. Look at uh, Brandon Cutler. <laughs> it's not a very intimidating gimmick. Correct. <laughs> How about Triple H versus Chris Jericho? This is the Y2J version of Chris Jericho where he actually talked the rock down uh, going against Triple H who was just getting out of Degeneration X and really getting into the authority, I would say. No, authority was ruthless aggression. That's he right. was getting into just... Just being singles. Marrying Stephanie. Yeah. 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 That whole that whole storyline um yeah because chris jericho was calling her a trash bag hoe at the time this yeah. was the 90s yeah late 90s early some 2000s. things don't translate well from the 90s okay and i'm taking chris jericho yeah that, that might be my favorite version of chris jericho chris jericho when he came out and debuted as y2j and he told the rock to shut up and put his hand directly in his face one of the best promos in the attitude era because chris jericho at the time only had all of his wrestling acumen known to America in ECW and WCW. And WCW, he was buried in the cruiserweight division and didn't have a lot of push. 
comes WWE and gets a big push up front, fades out. But at this moment, I'm taking Chris Jericho as well. Red hot. Oh, yeah. He was on fire when he came out. This is going to be a hard one here. Stone Cold Steve Austin going against Shawn Michaels. Now, this is the height of Stone Cold Steve Austin. This is Austin 316 going against Shawn Michaels, the co-general of the Generation X, going into, like, the broken heart, heartbreak kid. Sure was. Yeah. That's why I'm not picking him. You're going with Stone Cold? I'm going to go with Stone Cold because, yeah, Shawn Michaels packed his ball. He broke his back. (laughs) He did. (laughs) Call back to Mike Tyson. Yeah. He said he broke his back. Um, And there's, like, Adelaide. Allegedly, maybe he was just sitting at home until his contract wore out, so WCW would pick him up. Yeah. But then WCW got bought, and magically his back healed itself, and he was back like six months later. I had stem cells. (laughs) uh, I think Sean was playing a uh, whiny baby at that point. Uh, Yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin was kicking ass with a broken neck. He was also carrying the the whole thing. Him and The Rock, yeah. Yeah. They, they, and, well, him for a while, and yeah. then The Rock got up to his level eventually, yeah. Yeah. So that's definitely going to be a Stone Cold Steve Austin win there. If yeah. we would have went back, if it would have been Shawn Michaels in the uh, D-Generation X. In that new gen, the new gen era in the D-Generation X, he was It would have been Shawn Michaels. Yeah. yeah. Such a good heel. And then even when he came back in his mud brown pants with his Dutch boy haircut. Yeah. In like 2004, whatever that Yuck. was. It was a terrible look, but yeah. he was still he's, good. He's wrestling yeah. really well then, but yeah, his look was shit. Uh, speaking of shit, how about... like Little Debbie in brown. <laughs> uh, speaking of shit, how about Glenn Jacobs, also known as Kane? Take, uh, Mick Foley at the time would have been Man. Mankind, Dude Love, Man. and Cactus Jack. Yeah, yeah. Triple threat. Yeah. I'd like to make a, um, a plea here for an addendum. Okay. Can we take Glenn Jacobs slash Kane out? Because I think we're missing a, an Attitude Era star that's very okay. important. What do you want? I would like to add Goldust in. Against McFoley? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I, think, lo- he de- I think he deserves to be there. I, I love Goldust a lot. And now let me hear you say disparaging things about him. So I Mc- pick McFoley because Goldust is a jobber. jobber. Yeah. Knew that was coming. <laughs> I love Goldust so much. Here's Here's my plea to you. Go back... And watch Dustin Rhodes as Gold Dust. Wonderful. Lost to everybody. No, he didn't. He Lost. held the Intercontinental title in one of those vital times when those middle card titles didn't have heat. He carried it. For like three months. The most important three months <laughs> of the Intercontinental title during the Attitude Era. Here's the problem, though. You can't pick against the king of hardcore, Mick Foley, no matter who it was. Glenn Jacobs was going to lose. Goldust is going to lose. Everyone's going to fucking lose to Mick Foley right now. Uh, Mick Foley back then was playing the split personality role, and he did it very well. And then also, you know, uh, the Royal Rumble when he came out as all three separate personas. That's pretty cool. Classic. So, yeah, I'm going to pick Mick Foley here as well. Um, sorry, Goldust, Mr. Mr. Rhodes. I Love you, but you can't beat McFoley. What if he turned into Kane? Who? Gold Dust? Yeah. Would you pick Kane over McFoley? No. no yeah, no, me no, neither. No. That's why I figured we could switch him out. Yeah, absolutely. And, and of course, you know. For the best jobber in the business. Thank Hall you. of Fame ring for jobbing, maybe. You know but what? still not. They still haven't even recognized them as that. Which they should. They should. Is he going to get involved in, in the AEW match, you think? Well, no, they don't put jobbers in pay per views, right? No, but like he I'm could, just trying he to cut be, in when you he could be managing Thunder Rosa is what I'm asking. 
Carmen Sandiego, they cut her off, by the way, yesterday. They played her out like the Oscars. And she spoke right over it. Yeah. Good job, Thunder Rosa. Uh, yeah, it'd be cool if he was out there, but he probably won't be because who does Serena Deeb have in her corner? Nobody. Wins. Yeah. 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 Really. Where's Dean Malenko? <laughs> oh, that'd be pretty cool. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, so let's go into the wild cards here. The ones I put in right before we started uh, Shane McMahon versus Vince McMahon. Here comes the money. I'm taking Shane McMahon all fucking day. I'm taking Vince. Really? Yeah, Vince is still there. Yeah, but this is Attitude Era. Vince could fire him whenever he wanted. No, but... Attitude Era Shane does take it. Because he... Yeah. He he almost died in some matches against Kurt Angle. Yeah. Dude, he was... (laughs) Oh, and he had the Mean Street Posse? Yeah. yeah, He wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about a dominant faction. (laughs) I can't... Dude, seriously, honestly, grill me all you want to. I can't name a single fucking person. Ga- Pete, Pete Gas. Pete Gas. Yeah, there you yeah. go. I was going to say that. Rodney and something else. I think, I think you're almost, and I almost Ma- feel like you're and lying. And like Mac Attack or something like that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there was a Rodney. I, d- Rodney, I mean, it makes sense. Something in Pete Gas. Yeah. Rodney. Shit, Bird McGee. I mean,. <laughs> They're like, who wants to drink Grey Goose pop collars and Bozo the doofus. sexually assault women? That's all that. Whoa. That's what they look like. The Green Street Posse or whatever the fuck. Mean. Mean Street Posse. I thought it was the Green Street No, posse. they were from Greenwich, Connecticut. Oh. The mean Street Posse. My bad. They look like. Rodney, every- something Mac, and. During that time. Return of the Mac. <laughs> no. Pete Gass. No. No. Not Return of the fucking Mac. His name might have been Mac, but they, at that time, they look, everybody who was in the newspaper would look just like them. It was like, this guy was inappropriately touching women. <laughs> That's no, that well, they all did. They all look like country club guys. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Tie that, tie that sweater around your neck. Tie my sweater around your neck. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so let's go back up to the top here. It's going to be the rock versus the undertaker. Those are two heavyweights. Oh, I just looked up the mean street posse. Yep. It is Rodney, Pete gas and Joey abs. Of course. It wasn't. What did I say? You were Mac. close. You yeah, said Mac, Mac, yeah. Yeah, Mac Abs. I think you were thinking of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. <laughs> Doing ocular pat-downs. <laughs> Main Street Posse. So, The Rock versus The Undertaker. Um. The, again, that was the Emo Taker Emo phase. Taker? Yeah, versus uh, the, the pie-eating, guitar-playing... Rock, rock, rock takes it. You think? Yeah, that was under, that was Undertaker's second worst gimmick. You think? Right behind American Badass. Yeah, American Badass was terrible. Was the worst. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I want to go. With Remember the rock. he came back and they were calling him like Big Red and Booger Red and yeah, stuff. Yeah, what was that all that about? That was dumb. That was dumb he as was hell. Fat too. What? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, he would destroy both of us if he heard any. Part. Just looked like a biker that is hanging out in Westmoreland County. <laughs> yeah, he did, man. That was tough. Which would kick your ass. Yeah. He would like spit chew on people and everything. It was pretty cool. I did enjoy that. <laughs> it's pretty cool. I did enjoy that. It was pretty that. cool when I was in high school also <laughs> doing the same thing. <laughs> How about Chris Jericho taking on Stone Cold Steve Austin? Oh, it's a tough one. I I don't think I don't know if anybody can beat Stone Cold in the Attitude Era. I think uh, we might have a matchup here if it I happens. Don't think so. So you gonna go with Stone Cold Steve Austin? I don't think so. Yeah, I'm going with Stone Cold Steve. Yeah, I don't see how I don't know how Chris Jericho would match up with that and take it because I think the storylines for 
Um, Stone Cold Steve Austin were were really good during the Attitude Era. They 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 saw what they had and they really pushed it. Yeah, they would have put like Gold Dust in Jericho's corner and just jobbed them both out. Probably. I mean, that's how jobbers work, right? I can't believe that. I can't believe you saw through my facade. Yeah, it's it's so easy. Darn like, go ahead, put Gold Dust on there. I'm like, oh, here comes the joke. <laughs> Darn it. Ooh, ooh, oops. He caught, he caught me. How about Mick Foley taking on Shane McMahon? I think they've, they've done that a couple times. They have done that a couple um, times. And Mick Foley has won every time. I'm going into personal favorites at this point. I got to pick Mick Foley. Yeah. Uh, I, I got to go with the actual wrestler in this one uh, and go with Mick Foley because I'm also thinking of that wonderful Hell in a Cell match where he cemented his legacy on one of the biggest stages. I mean, WWE wasn't doing that at any time. You know what I mean? They they weren't letting that hardcore stuff happen, and he and Undertaker had that agreement before they came out. They were going to make this a crazy matchup. Right. You sent me down a rabbit hole. Now I looked up Goldust his uh, his title yeah. reigns. Good. He actually he held the Intercontinental title three times. Yeah. There you go. Right. So it's not too bad. Yeah. I don't. It does. I can't find for how long. I really wanted that, but the first one wasn't very long. But it was the, his first one that he won was really good against Razor. He was Ramon. also a tag team champion. Yeah. Three times. I'd imagine. It's easy to put mid card. I mean, that was later in his career. That was an attitude era, though. That was Booker T and Cody Rhodes. Oh, okay, I remember that. Yeah, because uh, Booker T and Goldust, it was a cool matchup. They they really clashed. It was comedic. Yeah, it was comedic. Yeah, clashing odd couple. Very Whoa. much. So, yeah, I do the spin Rooney. I do weird stuff. <laughs> so we're looking he to suck that hot dog off the roller grill. I remember that. Too. I remember that too. I can't. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. He asked Booker if he wanted to taste his weenie. It's like, what you mean? I ain't eating your. I eat that hot dog. He's like, no, Booker. This hot dog. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. You did too well. You are a fan. I am a fan. Boy. I like Booker T and I like Gold Dust. They win. So I'm looking at this right here now, and we have The Rock as number one seed going all the way across. So we're going to give him a bye into the finals here. Who is he taking on, though? Stone Cold Steve Austin or Mick Foley? Let's just do a triple threat. Do a triple threat? I'm booking this like McMahon right now. Okay. And Stone Cold wins. It's a triple threat. You think Stone Cold wins I this one? I think Stone Cold wins. I think by... You know what? I'll put it on The Rock, because The Rock was there for the end of the Attitude Era, so I don't think either of the other two men were. I think they were both too hurt. The only reason why I want to give this to Mick Foley is because Mick Foley had the I Quit match against Triple H when he was retiring, and it was one of the, the best matches time. that he had in the Attitude Era against the so Triple H wasn't really pushed the limits, and when Mick Foley did that I Quit match, and the, and the promo he cut where he's like, you have to come back to work on Monday, and I don't, and I was... That promo alone and how he presented that match, I got to go with Mick Foley here. But yeah, he retired and then came back like a month later for WrestleMania. Dude, everybody did that. Yeah, but that sucked. He had, and he had a better I Quit match with The Rock. So oh yeah, he did. Rock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where he got handcuffed and he handcuffed got, in like oh, eighteen wow. chair shots. I think so. Okay, so let's just say then Mick Foley's out of it. I think it's down to Stone Cold and The Rock. And the reason why I'm going to pick Stone Cold Steve Austin to be a contrarian, of course, first and foremost. But The Rock selling the Stone Cold Stunner is incredible. But the way that Stone Cold Steve Austin was propelled so quickly through the Attitude Era to hold the belt for as long as he did and the heel turn he had during the Attitude Era was incredible. But then he, then he, at the end, he just took his ball and went home. He did. He but quit. he did it for the right reason. No, he didn't. 
I'm just saying shit. <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> he won. The Rock wins, okay? He, di- he disagreed with Vince and just went home and then was like, I'm hurt. I'm never coming back. <laughs> then 17 years later, he stunned uh, Pat McAfee. There you go. It worked, right? That's how the cookie crumbles. Plus, plus, while he was away from WWE, he did some pretty bad stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not letting him win. So we're going with The Rock. The yes. Rock was number one seed all the way through. So for us, in the the number one Attitude Era wrestler of all time is The Rock. Great storylines against right. all the competitors. I don't like how that sounds. You don't like that? Yeah, and no, I wish I picked Mick Foley. Why? I don't know. I like Mick Foley. <laughs> Well, you can't. You can't go back now. The Rock was probably the biggest star. I mean, look at him now. Look at him now. Yeah. You want to argue with me? Look at him now. (laughs) He went from Scorpion King to the Fast and the Furious 11. Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw. (laughs) Pain and Gain. Or was No Pain, No Gain? I don't know. The one he did with Wahlberg. That's a funny movie. Yeah, he played a a guy who had diminished IQ. (laughs) Yeah, he's a meathead. That's fine. So, Adam. I'm there, too. No, you're not. I do not have a good IQ. I just tried to sneak gold dust in on you, and you caught me. Yeah, because that's... I, you've been using the same joke for three weeks. I saw it come from a mile away. <laughs> Goldberg versus gold dust. <laughs> Sign it, AEW. Jobber versus jobber. Who's going to break their neck first? <laughs> I, I put this to you. I think gold dust, Dustin Rhodes, is in better wrestling shape right now than, than Goldberg is. Oh, uh, yeah, a thousand percent. Yeah. You're, yeah, you're t- I'm not arguing that. Yeah. He doesn't have as big of muscles, but he can definitely, no, no. He can definitely do a 20-minute match. I think Goldberg is a bigger guy, but I think I think Dustin he's, he's like Ultimate Warrior big. Yeah, yeah. He, he runs out to the ring, and he's gassed. Warriors. So, Adam, I trolled the internet, and I found some questions for us. Some things were sent to us. Some things I found on my own. Oh. But I posed them to you. The number one, this first question here. Kind of perplexed me. I never thought about this. Do you listen to music while you read? In all truth, I've tried. I really wish I could, mm-hmm. but I can't. It's too distracting. Can't comp- you can't like do the comprehension no. of it. Yeah. You'll read 10 pages and forget what you read. I'll start headbanging. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I can't comprehend. I can read through the pages, but yeah. like psh, nothing. Like even at work, if I'm reading like a manual or something, mm-hmm. I got to turn the headphones off. Yeah. Like you're reading Catch in the Rye, listening to Ben Sevenfold, and you're like, oh, uh-huh. What? There's <laughs> a beast out of himself. So, do you have a movie? That, oh, actually, I yeah, always said too. I can't. Yeah, I can't do it. I can't listen to podcasts. I can't listen to music. I can't listen to anything while I'm reading because I need to focus. Not even like, and music with vocals, I definitely can't. But even I've tried just instrumental music. No, can't, can't do, do that. You start grooving. Yeah. Yeah. How about? Uh, do you have a movie that you uh, can? Constantly defend because it's poorly received, but you like it. You can go. Do you have one? I got. I got to think about that. Uh, I would say I am a big fan of uh, the new Death Race, the one that was made with Jason Statham. I like that one. Yeah, and lots of people shit on that. See, movie. I'm trying to think of something like that, not something like Basket Case, which is shitty, but it's it's meant to be. It's meant. To, yeah. yeah, I mean, but you still got you still got to defend it to a degree. That's against, why it's so yeah loved. Well, about I, for you, probably like a Serbian film or something like yeah. that. <laughs> Constantly defending it's that film. Hostel 3.5. Every day Adam calls me. He's like, people are shitting on Serbian film again. again. He's like, I can't have this. No, I'm trying to think of like a big movie I liked that nobody else liked. Sherlock Holmes. Tommy Boy. Really? People didn't like that movie? Oh, I don't know. I like that. I'd defend that with my life. Oh, absolutely. I can't think of one. 
Matt. I, I yeah. really can't. Well, uh, Death Race is a good one. Though. Yeah. Like, I, I really like that movie, but I know that got crapped on. Mm-hmm. Um, he got shit on. So it's like a gore man. I like that movie a lot. And he uh, got I, didn't shit know, on. I didn't know that got shit. Yeah. I like that movie. He got shit on. Uh, Adventures of Pluto Nash? Yeah. That was crap. That was crap, but um, fun movie to watch. Heavy Metal 2000. Oh, you know which one I liked that got completely crapped on? I, it's, I don't love it enough that I watch it all the time. Was it Deep Blue Sea? The one with LL Cool J and the Big Shark? Yeah. I like that movie. Samuel Jackson. Gets, that was a good movie. By the shark. Yeah, there you go. Deep Blue Sea. Give it another watch. <laughs> My, especially the soundtrack. Oh, yeah. LL Cool J did a whole song like, Deep If I Was a Shark. <laughs> My head is like a shark fin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's mine. Deep Blue Sea. That's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> What is something that can make your day instantly better? Coffee. Coffee is the Beer. number one. Does, is it like, do you, white woman Instagram, it's like, my mug just changes shape throughout the day. Is that you? No. Like, it just makes me feel good. It's a coffee mug. Oh, by something lunchtime. Something that can make your day instantly better. Coffee, booze, sex. Nice. Not ranked. Just any of those. That's three. just any of those three. Yeah. Um. Made my day instantly better. Coffee's definitely up there. Like a cold winter day, but a warm cup of coffee when I have to go do something. Definitely number one. Um, I would say um, knowing that I'm going to come do the podcast with you. That makes my day feel better. You asshole. You could have thought no, of me on this one. No, I think it's a, I think it's a good one. Yeah. No, I just thought of something that actually brings me joy. What? Watching, it, uh, watching any entitled person get shit on. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Look at you, Kim Kardashian. <laughs> like I was at the, I was at a uh, a local Starbucks. I'm not gonna say exactly which one docks anybody, but they were out of drip coffee. I don't know how that happens, but there was a sign. Drip coffee. Yeah. So this this lady, the number one fucking this, thing they make. This lady with like all of her freaking jewelry and stuff. Goes, <laughs> like a vente Pike Place, please. And they're like out of we're out of drip coffee, and she's like, "Well, how is that possible?" And they were just like. There's not. <laughs> like, what are you going to do? It's a bunch of teenage kids going, like, lay off, lady. Look at the menu. And, like, they offered, like, they're like, we can do an Americano. We can do Which this, is better. That. I think that location just, like, it was in the afternoon. I think they just pare down a lot of their stuff in the afternoon. Because yeah. they, I think they close early now with not a, lot of, not a lot of traffic downtown. Yeah. So, there, I, now I told you where it was. But, um, yeah, Uh-oh. that's fine. Like, I went up and I just was like, cold yeah. brew, that's fine. Yeah. Or Americano. Or Americano, that's yeah. fine. Whatever. <laughs> but yeah, the, the, she was just like, but I need it. And they were like, you're not getting it. <laughs> Some 17 year old girl's like, please leave me the fuck yeah. alone. <laughs> so if she just like left that conversation and then like went out and got splashed by a bus in a puddle. Yes. That would have been best day ever. Spot on, man. I love that. I love watching. You know what I like? So people who cut me <laughs> off in traffic, then they get cut off. Yeah, that's pretty I fun. really like that. Coffee, booze, sex, other people being disappointed and hurt. <laughs> not hurt physically sometimes but not really hey man um, real quick i'm gonna give you my therapist the number de- the demise <laughs> the demise of people yeah, I, yeah it's not getting any better as you keep saying so not, stuff. she's not supposed to root for that you're not supposed to but it's fun too you never like you're like falling like somebody you don't like down the stairs and you're just like miss a step fall a couple flights <laughs> <laughs> nope no all right well <laughs> We'll just go with the first, we'll just go with the other three things. I know what kind of porn you watch now. <laughs> we'll just go with the other three things. I'm stuck in the staircase. <laughs> come cut me out. Adam. Get the butter. What is a cheat move 
this question was posed to the podcast. What's your cheat move in podcasting? But I also want to twist it up. What's your cheat move or cheat code for brewing? Uh, for podcasting, I make Matt do all the work. <laughs> That's my cheat move for podcasting. For brewing, I don't know if I have a cheat move. I, I kind of... Um, like our chilling system here was kind of like a DIY cheat move. It's like more like we like rig it. Like we just rig stuff up instead yeah. of paying money for the proper equipment. Yeah. So it's like, it's just kind of a cheat move or a shortcut out of necessity. Like we did that with our spar arm for the first couple. Then we got a spar arm. Yeah. And the, like, it's just like, Oh, this would be something. This is something we need to buy eventually. But for now, this will work. Rig this yeah. up and see if it yeah. works. Yeah. It's just part of the fun of doing it. Yeah. Uh, and every, I, I think everybody has that depending yeah. on what level of. Br- oh, yeah. Even like sure. pros have stuff like that. You know, like everybody doesn't have all the gold in the world. So it's kind of fun to hear the pro guys and gals too. Say oh, there's like, some cool stuff. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. The, the, the little like inside baseball stuff that they'll tell you. Yeah. yeah. Which is like, I'm super interested in that stuff. Uh, it, yeah. My, my Chico for brewing is to make sure Adam does it all. Of yeah. course, because he wants to come out well, right. You, I make sure you clean. That helps too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you catch the you catch when I throw my gloves in anger. You catch them with your face, <clears throat> with my hand, like John Wick. And then John that, Thick. and then that makes my day instantly better. Because <laughs> a self entitled person gets what's coming to them. No, not saying you're self entitled. Just you get whacked. In the face. <laughs> you get whacked in the face with a glove. Oh, and that's you know maybe the self entitled thing doesn't even need to happen. Just pain someone else. Eh, not a child. Not a child. Not elderly. Why do you always call me a child then? I say you have the yeah. Well, just say it. Go finish child. it. I call you son. <laughs> you wanted to say boy because I have an IQ of a child, no. and you're not wrong. It's Master Blaster, Master Blaster. <laughs> in the in the brew in the brewery, yes. I hold your hand a little bit. That's fine. Oh, a little bit. Yeah, it's fine. You might as well give me a step stool. I'm your there. chaperone around there. <laughs> you really. <laughs> Or else you'd remember the one time I let you light the uh, oh, the burner. I was, I was you killed myself. Your arm. Yeah, I lost all the hair, like on, all the way up to my elbow. Uh, and you're like, "There's no more of that." And this is the only time I've ever heard you. You're you've never been stern with me in the brewery except for that time. You're I like, scolded you. You're like, you're like, you're not doing that anymore. I was like, yeah, yeah I mean, I figured so much. <laughs> I turned on the I turned on the natural gas all the way up and then stuck my arm. Into yeah. it. it's like you're supposed to have it lit and then turn the gas, and you're like, <laughs> wait till you smell it, and then stuck a match. Yeah, in. it's on. <laughs> it's like Home Alone too. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, man, that was scary. That was really scary. It yeah. was. It was a fire so my ball. yeah, my cheat move in brewing is keep Matt away from fire. It's a smart move. There you go. Smart move. Uh, my cheat move in podcasting is to um. Oh, God, that's actually kind of hard. Uh, I would say I use multiple post stuff to to get our sound right. So, like, I record it raw, but I use the mixing board, and I'll throw it into some other things to get the compression right and everything, get the sound levels all evened out. And then uh, just kind of, like, because peek behind the curtain, and like, some of these other, when you, if you just try to go through, like, we use Anchor. If you try to throw it up there normal, what happens is some of these other places like Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, it might sound different on each one, or that's what I've seen. So I try to make sure I make it sound as, as best I can before I even begin to upload it into uh, into Anchor. And that's what you get to hear now. So uh, I think it works a little bit. So, Adam. I think we sound pretty good. I think we do, too. We do all right. So, Adam. 
Can you tell the people what's on tap and where can you find us? Most important thing on tap right now is the cream ale. All benefit, uh, all proceeds are being donated to the Ukraine. We are only accepting donations for beer. It's and not for sale. All going to donation. Yeah. Um, and I, I looked at, again, Red Cross Ukraine's getting half and Shelter Yulogluk, which is at Shelter underscore U-G-O-L-Y-O-K. I don't know how to pronounce that so either. So follow them on Instagram. Take a look at the animals they're helping out. Um, look at their story. See what they're dealing with over there. They need help. Um, and we're happy to help them. Um, other than that, Thick Flare's coming on. Again, those will uh, probably be like $5 donation for a 12-ounce bottle, maybe in Maybe a little more. I don't know. It's all for charity. So yeah. we'll figure that out next week when that's uh, done conditioning. And uh, that, that's it. That's okay. it. Um, you'll find us. Uh, if anybody's attending the uh, National Homebrew Con, we're brewing a beer up with Leaning Cask. Nice. Uh, when you're listening to this, we were just there yesterday. And the brew day went great. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it did. They're, they're a great so, crew over there. Yeah. Catch us. We're brewing a stout with them for the event. Uh, Thick Flare is probably going to make an appearance at that event as well. Cool. Uh, and then nothing till July with Brews and PA Humber Invitational. Okay. And then August. Which we, we will pump as that gets closer. We just got the invite for August. August, we got Barrel and Flow. Yes. Uh, we also got the North Hills. Still don't have. Uh, we probably got the invite night for the date. It's the 27th. There we go. August 27th, North Hills Brew yeah. Fest at the Shriner Center. Sometimes I do stuff for the brewery, too. August 27th, North Hills Homebrew Fest. Got it. <laughs> In Cheswick, PA. Boom. And then October 8th, bring up a cure. Yes. And if you know what's going on with Adam down here in the brew lab, it's at bash underscore brew on all social medias, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. He's also on Untapped. If you want to go on the boys down here, we are at DecayingWTB at gmail.com for all your questions, comments, and whatevs, and at DecayingWTB on all social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Don't forget about Redbubble where all of our merch uh, goes on sale pretty frequently. There's always a 20% code somewhere, and dad hats are always $19.52. If you like us on video, please like, subscribe, and share so we can continue to grow. We have a goal to reach 100 subscribers by the end of 2022, and you guys could be a part of that. Um, Thank you for supporting us during live stream for a cure. Thank you for supporting all the efforts we have to use our podcasting and our beer to give back to worthy charities. And if you ever have any suggestions for us or things we can do for charitable events, please send them to us to KNWTV at gmail.com. So from where we are here in the judgeatorium on this lovely Sunday morning to wherever you are listening to this until next time. Cheers. Cheers. Hey, pirates used to put gold dust in their hair. I learned that from Marcus on last podcast. On Stop it. They did. I learned it. They're yeah. doing Blackbeard right now. Yeah. <laughs> gold dust. Sounds like you need Manscaped. And Manscaped brings... <laughs> Do you ever just get done shaving your balls, but then you realize your face needs shaved? Manscaped can do that. <laughs> yeah. Do you mind going ass to mouth? Manscaped doesn't. <laughs>